Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 70 of the All or Something Living Podcast. I don't know why, but 70 just feels like such a good number, and I can't believe that I have had this podcast going for 70 episodes, and it's only going to keep going. I knew when I started the podcast that I really felt a passion for it. And, um, but at the same time I had this fear of, am I really going to be consistent? Can I commit to this? Am I going to show up consistently week after week? But it's just been such an easy process because I just love talking to you every week and I just really enjoy doing this. So that's what keeps me going. But anyway, diving into the episode today, And today we're going to be chatting about how to handle a negative health diagnosis. Now, I want to clarify before we get started that I'm not talking something uh, a little out of, I believe, my scope, which is a major illness um, um, and something very serious like a like a cancer diagnosis or or something like that or a brain tumor. Um, Again, I just feel like that's never happened to me and I can't relate to that. Um, It's happened to people that I know, and there is an entirely different process of coping with that. But today we're going to talk about how to cope with things like if you're diagnosed with, say, uh, PCOS or thyroid condition or um, high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Say you just have levels that are off and you're wanting to know what to do for the next steps and also just... um, ways to just cope with it because it can feel really scary if you're diagnosed with something. Even something such as type 2 diabetes can be really confusing. So I'm just going to take you through the process of what you can do that is going to feel a lot more, a lot more calming and a lot less frantic. So first of all, the reason that I thought about doing this episode today was because I finally went back to the doctor. I avoid doctors like the plague, probably because I didn't grow up going to the doctor. And I'm a big fan of Eastern holistic medicine, but I do understand that there is a place for Western medicine, which is why I go to Western medicine doctors. But again, I don't always get the answers that I want, and so sometimes I take a hiatus for a while, which is what happened the last few years because the full-time job that I was working before I quit and became a full-time student, I had insurance, health insurance through them, but I chose the high copay option because I felt like, oh, I'm not going to have to go to the doctor that much. Turns out I did need to go to the doctor for a few things, and Uh, They just kept doing all these blood tests and the copay racked up to over a thousand dollars for me to find out that my thyroid levels were off and that I needed to be referred to an endocrinologist. And by then I had paid so much that I was like, I can't do anymore. Um, I just have to stop. And I just have to be honest and say that I am dumb when it comes to my healthcare because I have, well, again, 
first of all, I had no really prior experience. I didn't know how the system worked. When I was in the military, they scheduled appointments. They did everything for me. There wasn't really anything that I had to think about. So I didn't know how health insurance worked. And the other thing is I've had insurance with the VA. I've had healthcare through the VA for years now, but I never used it because I heard horror stories about what VA care was like, and I didn't want to deal with that. And also I just didn't even know how to get started. So I just avoided it. So I finally actually decided to make my first appointment with the VA a few weeks ago, originally because I was having hip flexor pain from when I did the half marathon in November. Ever since then, I was having hip flexor pain every time I ran, and so I wanted to make sure I didn't injure myself. Um, But I ended up taking four weeks off of running, and I was fine, but I decided to still keep that appointment anyway. And they established healthcare with me. Um, my, My appointment was actually with a nurse practitioner, and she was really nice and pleasant. Like the hospital here in Vegas, the VA hospital, near me is huge. It's very bright. It's really, it's one of the nicest hospitals I've ever been in. It's a very happy place to be, I feel like. So I actually want to be there. And so I had my appointment and one of the first red flags, which always is a red flag, is my blood pressure was high. Well, I always tell them that I always get really high blood pressure readings because I get nervous when I go to the doctor. And, um, so the nurse practitioner asked if I wanted to get put on some, um, like blood pressure monitoring program. So she's like, oh, you'll, you'll get a call for that pretty soon here. And, um, there were a few other things she wanted to do blood work, like lab work with me. And then she did a physical exam and everything else was fine. Oh, and she put me on, well, she tricked me into taking medication for my blood pressure, which is something I've avoided for a really long time, but I have chronic migraines. So I get, I get about at least like four or so migraines a month. And she said, Oh, do you want a medication that will help prevent your migraines? And I was like, absolutely. turns out the medication she prescribed was primarily for high blood pressure control. And one of the other things that it does is it helps, um, prevent migraines. So I was like, all right, I'll take it. It's a small dose. I was just afraid, honestly, of how blood pressure medication was going to make me feel because my dad has been diagnosed with high blood pressure pretty much his whole adult life. And he will be prescribed medications, take them for a few days and say he doesn't like that they make him feel tired or lethargic. And so he'll stop. And I was afraid of that. So again, in my ignorance, I just avoided it. Um, so she prescribed that. And then the other thing, let's see. Okay. So I left that and, you know, I'm used to doctors just being very like, I don't know, I'm not used to hospitals and doctor's offices being very good at following up. It's usually me that has to do it. And, um, but the VA man is on top of it. I got a call for the blood pressure, consultation for the, it's a 90 day program. They're going to put me on and have me check my blood pressure, um, every day and keep it in a system and, and give me tips to make healthy lifestyle changes along the way. This woman took 30 minutes over the phone to talk to me about my lifestyle. She actually listened to what I had to say about, um, how my lifestyle looks right now. And 
you know, even during our consultation, she was like, you're doing all of the right things. So I don't understand why you have high blood pressure. But I was telling her the readings that I've been doing since I've been home on my home blood pressure machine because I'm not nervous here. And already my reading, she's like, oh, you should be fine. So, um, but anyway, but then the VA is like, they called me for like two more appointments. Um, for random things. And then my lab work was done last Friday and I got a message in their portal system. I think it was yesterday or the day before that my cholesterol read borderline high. Now I'm usually really private when it comes to health stuff, because first of all, I think it is a really private thing. Um, but I also, I also feel like people can be very judgmental. They can make a lot of assumptions. And the other thing is I just don't like to be bombarded with on, um, for health advice that I didn't ask for. Right. So I just kind of keep it to myself usually. Uh, but I feel like it's important for me to share this process with you. And that's the reason I'm going into detail with you because, because, sometimes it can feel like also such a lonely process and you don't know where to start. So I am a certified health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And a lot of doctors nowadays are actually hiring health coaches to be kind of partners in their business. That way, if you get, say, a reading from a doctor, it's not just like, hey, read this, try this, and there's really no specifics. You can get a health coach that actually walks you through the change. Now, I would love to partner with doctors and and healthcare providers for things, for something like that, but I personally don't want to... um, well, I don't really fit into that system for the most part because I refuse to walk clients through weight loss, which is what their primary um, diet or their primary recommendation is. Now, I'll go more into why I feel that way, but for now, um, yeah, I just feel like there's so many people out there who claim to be health experts because they took one course or one coaching course or they read one book and they and they think that they know everything about health and it can just be so overwhelming and confusing and again not you don't know where to start so i would be very wary of those health experts out there or those people claiming to be health experts so even though i'm i am yes a certified health coach i am not qualified to really give in-depth health advice health coaches are meant to help help you make lifestyle changes and lifestyle shifts that will help improve your life. But really when it comes to specific things and, um, recommendations of do, do this specific thing or don't eat that specific, (laughs) that specific thing, um, that really should be left to the experts who really know their stuff. And the more I'm in school, cause I'm studying nutrition sciences full time. And I also take a lot of anatomy and physiology classes and microbiology. I'm in microbiology this semester and being in those classes is very humbling because I realize how little I actually know. And it makes me realize how little people, other people actually know. Um, And then you have a lot of people saying, buy my shakes, they're going to help you lose weight and lower your cholesterol. And I just, I've started putting a disclaimer out on all my posts when I talk about my health that says, hey, I'm not looking for health advice. 
Um, I just wanted to share my journey. And even with that disclaimer, I still get a lot of people trying reaching out and trying to give me health advice. I even had someone pop into my DMs tonight after I posted about cholesterol and I was just like, I just ignored it, you know, because I understand the intent is like people want to be helpful or somebody can be like, Hey, I dealt with this and, and I think it's helpful to share your journey. This is why I share my journey, but not to give out specific health advice and to just guide somebody into what it looks like to here's some educational tools that you can see, or here are the questions that you can ask your doctor, or here's what your reading means, your readings mean that can be really helpful. But, um, but again, just saying something like buy my shakes or, or here's my meal plan. This is going to help you lower your cholesterol. That's they're not qualified to do that unless they're a registered dietitian or again, an actual, um, an actual cert or provider. Anyway, so hearing what's going on with my body, considering all of that, it can be really easy for me to just freak out about the diagnosis or freak out about the levels. Uh, But I know, and I can say this confidently from being in physiology and learning about anatomy and just really taking a deep dive into the body, I know for sure that the body is very resilient So when it's not something that's immediate or very serious ailment, you have time to ease into a long-term solution that's more likely to benefit your life. So it can be really easy to want to flip your lifestyle upside down and try to make all these changes at once, but that's only going to overwhelm you and it's only going to depress you about what's going on with your body and it's not going to help you in the long run. So The first piece of advice that most people get regardless of, well, actually, no, it's, it's always people with a larger BMI because the assumption there is that it's the weight that's causing everything that's going on. So the first piece of advice is always lose weight, but what does that even mean? Right? What does lose weight mean? What, what habits are you changing? Um, what specific things are you doing and why? So this is why the advice of just simply like lose excess weight is not helpful. So when it comes to re- the, oh, a big term in research is, or a big concept in research or a widely known concept is that correlation does not prove causation, which basically means that just because something is happening at the same time as something else. So just because my BMI is higher and I have high cholesterol, it does not mean that my high BMI is the cause. And there is no proof of that, right? So a lot of people assume that um, higher weights cause all these conditions, but really it's a correlation. It's There are certain habits that are going on that are causing the, if there is excess weight, that that are causing this excess weight. When it comes to diabetes, type 2 diabetes, which which means that you're insulin resistant, your body still makes insulin, but the, the cells and the tissues are resistant to that insulin. Research has found that people, well, first of all, people think and assume that it's the weight that causes type 2 diabetes, but research has shown that it's actually weight gain is an early symptom of type 2 diabetes. So 
here's my philosophy on weight loss because again, that's something I think people make a lot of assumptions about because I'm, because I talk about not pursuing weight loss for the sake of vanity of looking better and because of the harmful approaches. So intentional weight loss, what I mean by that is you're cutting calories, you're eating a very small amount of food, you're cutting out certain food groups, um, maybe leading to an eating disorder, you're harming your body in some way. Those kind of habits are not sustainable and they, it can be even more harmful to go through that cycle of weight loss to weight gain, to weight loss, to weight gain. That's why I don't recommend pursuing intentional weight loss. Am I judging people who do it? No, it frustrates me because I know there's another way, but it's your body and I think you should do what you want with it. Do I tell my friends that they shouldn't try and lose weight? Um, if they want to, even if it's for vanity purposes, no, I, again, it just is something that annoys me, but it's your body and you can do what you want. I simply just offer an alternative because I've really learned that long-term habit change is the way to go. And it feels a lot better that way too, because pursuing intentional weight loss, restricting calories, it restricts your life. It can feel really, sometimes even painful. Like I remember when I used to just diet all the time and I was obsessing about food all the time. I couldn't stop thinking about what was my next meal going to be and um, how I was so hungry. But then even when I was bodybuilding and I was eating tons of calories, eating so much that I was like full all the time, I still wasn't eating the foods that I enjoyed. So it still felt like I had to guzzle down like six egg whites and that felt like torture too. So being out of that and finding a healthy lifestyle that works for me has meant freedom for myself. It's meant joy. It's meant release of control. And so when you change, when you tweak some habits that may be the cause of these certain things that are going on, first of all, you want to try and get to the root cause. Um, but either way, if you're unable to do that, at least tweak a, a few things, see how you feel, see what it does for you. And then if there was weight to be lost in the first place, your body will take care of that. Your body will release that. So really you can have the desire or feel like you need to lose weight, but It's most helpful if you just put that on the back burner and just, again, let your body do what it wants to, because at the end of the day, you have very little control over your weight. You have way less control than you think that you do because your body has a built-in mechanism and system that establishes your healthy set point weight for you, and you really can't fight it to a major extent. So it's best to just, again, change the habits um, and let your weight do what it wants to. So this is what I'm doing. This is the choice that I've made based on what I've learned about myself and what I know from the nutrition class that I took last semester and learning more about nutrition. Um, and first of all, though, before I get into that, I just want to say that I, I'm infusing so much self-love to start with. So I'm not beating myself up. I'm not feeling like I'm a gluttonous, gross person or that I 
deserve this or that I did this to myself. I'm not saying any negative things to myself because I know that this can happen. There are a lot of reasons why you might get some sort of health diagnosis. A lot of these things are genetic and genetics control a lot more than we think that they do. Um, So I'm starting with infusing a lot of self-love. Now, if self-love is something that you struggle with when it comes to, say, positive self-talk, or if you feel like in a situation like this, you'd have a hard time speaking to yourself kindly and you want some more help with that, I'm running a 10-day self-love challenge in two weeks. So actually, the time that you're listening to this, it'll probably be a week or maybe two weeks. Anyway, um, in the second or third week of February, I'm pulling up my calendar right now. So we're going to start on February 17th. So we're going to run a 10 day self-love challenge and I'm going to cover topics like self-talk. And we're also going to cover a lot of other cool topics like boundaries and and all that good stuff. So if you want to get in on that, go to laurenkepler.com and sign up for that. So I'm starting with self-love first. As you may know, if you're a longtime listener, you're part of my community, I start with a foundation of self-love, acceptance, and forgiveness before anything else. And then the next thing that I'm doing is I'm just taking it one step at a time. So I'm thinking about the things that I can add into my life versus what I can take away. Sometimes that you can feel really restrictive, like, oh, and that's the other reason why I think pursuing intentional weight loss isn't helpful because you feel almost sorry for yourself. You're like, oh, I can't have that, or I can't have this now. Um, And it just, again, feels like some of your life is taken away. And I really like to feel like my life is being more fulfilled. So I think about what can I add in that helps. Now, I know that fiber is very good for lowering um, for lowering your cholesterol. And so I'm going to add in more fibers because I know that that's an area that I struggle with a little bit is adding in veggies. Sometimes I don't exactly love veggies, but I have so many recipes of ways to cook them that taste really delicious. I love, for example, cooking kale and some olive oil with fresh garlic and just having that on the side of anything or really you can add it into anything. You can add it into soups. You can have it with your eggs in the morning. So I'm going to work on eating more veggies, more fruits, more oatmeal, more brown rice and whole grains. I'm just going to start there and see how that helps because as it already stands, like I said when I was talking to the lady about blood pressure, I already have like I I, ha- I already have a healthy I already live a healthy lifestyle. I exercise often, I meditate daily. Um, I eat healthy foods. I eat home cooked meals. I cook from home almost every single meal and every single day of the week. And so, so that's just something I can start adding in more of. And the, the thing that I love uh, that I learned at IIN at my health coaching school is the, this thing called the crowd out method. So it's all about adding in foods versus taking out foods. And when you add in other nutrient dense foods, it naturally crowds out 
the other foods that you'd like to be eating less of. So you don't really necessarily have to focus on eating less of those. You just focus on eating more of the ones that you want to add into your daily life. So before I end this episode, I'm going to share a few lifelong habits that I believe everyone can benefit from because I I am pro-health, believe it or not, even though I'm anti-diet and I don't believe in obsessing over what we're eating or controlling every morsel of food that we put in our mouths. I believe in living a fulfilling life full of pleasure and fun and joy. And these are a few habits that can help you feel more of that. So first of all, exercise is an obvious one. Our bodies were designed to move. They love movement. Movement helps you with confidence. It helps you to really get into your body, to just feel into your body, Um, helps you manage stress and anxiety and, and depression. It's one of the best and underused antidepressants out there. Then we have nutrient-dense foods. What I mean by this is just foods packed with more nutrients. So, you know, of course, there's room for any snacks that you want. Say you want Oreos or you want, um, I don't know, what's a good snack that you like? (laughs) You want chips or you want a donut, whatever it is. There's room for that as well. And there's also room for nutrient-dense foods such as sweet potatoes and kale and... um, bananas. I really love bananas and peanut butter and olive oil and just trying to pack in all those nutrients that really benefit your body in such a beautiful way. It's awesome to have a way that you manage your stress for this can include something like breath work. I do breath work daily, um, which just means like intentionally breathing. So I go through different breath exercises. One of my favorite ones that I teach in my course vibrancy on demand is called the box breath and it's you breathe in for four counts one two three four hold for four counts one two three four exhale for four one two three four and then hold at the bottom for four breaths or for for four counts and then you just repeat that for as long as you need Um, therapy, having a therapist or having a health coach that you work with or a life coach to help you manage stress in different ways. Meditation. I meditate once or twice a day. Um, I also do like, I have a spiritual, I have a spiritual thing that I do where, um, I'll read from a spiritual book or, or I'll, I'll, journal or do something to just connect to my higher self or, you know, the higher being out there in the universe, who, whatever it is, or whoever it is that you believe in healthy relationships. This one's so underrated, but having people in your life that are supportive, staying away from friendships that try and friends that try and bring you down, take staying away from gossip and negativity and, um, learning to really, to really take advantage of the, the great people in your life in a good way, not take advantage of them like in a bad way, but, (laughs) but appreciate them and, and hold them close and build a community. Um, my, that, you know, that's my intention for the Facebook group that I created, which is, I'm going to be honest with you since I have started it, it's pretty dead. No one really talks in there and I'm still trying to figure out what, 
what you guys need if you're in there um, to get yourself to get more engaged or to feel like it's more of a community. That's really my vision for that group is to just build a supportive community of like-minded people that want to strive to feel good and to become the best version of themselves, whatever that looks like every day. Um, but that's the all or something lifestyle Facebook group. So if you're not part of that and you want to help me build community in there, come join us over there. So that's that with the relationships and then again, self-love. So if you're not part of that self-love challenge and you want to be, just go over to laurenkepler.com and sign up and join us for that as well. We'll be discussing that or we'll be running that in the Facebook group as well. So it's a two for one over there. Anyway, I hope you found this episode helpful. I feel almost like I kind of rambled on about myself and I don't know if it was exciting or helpful at all, but if it was, please let me know. Uh, Reach out to me on Facebook. I'm at Lauren Kepler, or you can come reach out to me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kepler. I post daily over there and I try and pop in my stories every day. So I'd love to chat with you over there and just see what you think and and what you're getting out of the episodes and um, what you got out of this episode as well. So I can't wait to talk to you again next week, but until then, remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.